sometimes like a walk, like a mile or two walk on the beach could be better than your intense workout. Big time. Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. I'm Coach Josh here with Coach Tony again. It's a good. We got a good team. You don't mess with it, man. Uh, t- today we want to talk to you guys about five keys for maximizing your recovery, and uh, we'll touch on these one at a time. And some of these are going to probably be more obvious than others, and then we'll kind of uh, maybe even challenge each other a little bit on some of these to see why we think these are good. Uh, I want to jump in and start with one that I think is less well-known, and that is warm-up slash cool-down. Basically, what we do before and after we work out, and how does that, how or why does that affect our recovery? Yeah, I think, um, like, it's one of the things that we see, we can see people miss the most. Yeah. So, like, we're not at home with you. (laughs) There's no hidden cameras in your kitchen. Right? Yeah, we're not watching what you eat. We're not monitoring your sleep, but we can see... Uh, when people are prepared in their warm-up, maybe they come in a little bit before class, they actually do the warm-up like to the T because there's a lot of thought that goes behind the movements that we want you to do. Mm-hmm. And then seeing who puts in that time like after class uh, to cool down properly from the workout. Uh, why we do it, why do we think it's important? Um, because you know our muscles need that kind of blood flow, blood circulation the actual body temperature rising of our body in order to uh, not only just uh, avoid that acute injury, right, but to just make our muscles healthier and function better uh, throughout that workout, but also, you know, kind of recover better after we put it through that stress. Yeah, so warm-up wise, said perfectly, like one of the goals generally is to increase body temperature. There's probably a nuanced argument that like, well, in South Florida, if I'm going to go run outside, maybe <laughs> I got out of my car, warm up, <laughs> uh, but preparing those muscles. Yeah. Like getting some elasticity going, getting blood flow. Uh, I'm a big fan of like, I like the word like engorging my muscles with blood. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about. So if I'm going to do a high pulling workout, I like to get the bands out and like start pumping. I want my body to get efficient at flushing that muscle quickly. Right. Right. Um, and so many people are so concerned with, well, I don't want to do too much bicep before a pull-up workout because then I'll be tired. Yeah. It's like, you're no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it, like you'd have to do a lot to right. over-exhaust. So priming your body is, it's why we see CrossFitters especially hit PRs in workouts because you're warm. It's like you've been moving for 20 minutes. You did the warm-up, but you didn't really do it very well. And now that you're a third of the way through the actual Metcon, suddenly your body is alive and it's like, oh, this is what it's right. like. You could feel that good starting the class could. if you took warm up. <laughs> so that's been the biggest change in my training, I think, in the last five years. Um, my warm ups are long. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm warming up well before the class and then I get in the class and I warm up. And then I start, if it's a lift, we warm up again. You, you build up to that weight. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, like, and this isn't how all workouts work, but like the more oxygen your muscles get, the better they're gonna work. So there's obviously different uh, different metabolic systems we use in strength training, you know, longer type workouts. Um, but at the, at the basis of it, we're trying to get oxygen to the muscles so that they can, you know, flex and, and extend. Over um, and over. Over and over again, in repeated yeah. fashion. So if you do that in a warm up, 
and the oxygen's already moving and then you go into you know that that lift and those lifts and that repeated you know hang clean then it's going to be easier to clear you know clear out the yeah. co2 and then get the oxygen in and get those muscles keep going before you're like oh i gotta put this down right like it lasts a little bit longer yeah absolutely that prep. super important um warm up spend the time get the muscles firing and then on the opposite cooling down let yourself come back help continue flushing that lactate and soreness out of your body um we did so um when we did aerobic capacity here with chris henshaw mm-hmm. um it was interesting because we did he was like let me try this with you guys like do something hard and then just sit there and then he's like all right now do something hard and then do like a recovery bike and and it was like you actually felt better feel way better going back into the movement after the the short you know that just low and slow and then going back versus just like sitting there yeah it's crazy i think two good takeaways to give on uh wrapping this one up is one warm-up the longer the workout the shorter the warm-up can be mm-hmm. the shorter the workout the longer your warm-up should be yeah and then workout and cool down similarities and you you just kind of said this in the chris hinshaw thing your cool down and warm-up should basically be a very simple version of the same movement or movements that you were doing in the workout. So if we did a big back squat day and you're really sore, like slow controlled air squats are probably, or rowing is like one of the best things you can do to help flush that out. Yeah. And one of the worst things you can do is just go sit in your car. Gosh, you Especially if you have like a 15 minute drive from here and you're just sitting there uh, versus letting you know the the heart rate still stay up a little bit let the blood flow yeah. keep going let the muscles clear out the stuff they want to clear out yeah you know so that it doesn't just sit there and you're and you end up with that soreness i think that's a great pivot into the second thing we can talk about and that's going to be stress management and so that can be both workout stress mm-hmm. and life stress i want to start with workout stress because that's kind of where we're already at yeah is how can we dampen the amount of stress we put ourselves through and, and cooling down is one of the best ways for you know, sure you are easing your energy system back to you know homeostasis like we want to come back to that neutral position not be like we're driving we're driving pow sit in the car like that's not <laughs> does not feel good but it happens you it know? does we understand like people are busy and like we can they can only a lot like all right i got my 45 minute workout and sorry i gotta go but man, it really does pay off to to calm your body down, get out of that state where you were just stressed. Like we don't want you to go stressed here, right into stress at work. We want right. you to be able to calm down, uh, come down from that high of the workout uh, a little more slowly. Um, another thing I look at with like that stress management when it comes to the workouts is is how do I look at my whole week? Um, you know, do I have a good mix of of high intensity stuff where I am am gonna like really stress my body and my body's gonna be like you should quit this. Uh, or, is, or, and do I have those mixed in days where it's like, you know, this is just a good movement day. Oh, I'm moving well. I'm just moving with quality. Like having a good mix of those, I think for me is one of the biggest things I use for the stress management on my body. Yeah. And I think that's the same with my emotional and mental stress. You know, mm-hmm. I can't be, I just, I can't be 110% at work every day there's gonna be days where I need to be though. So I need to kind of navigate like, oh, I need to bring my A game this day. And maybe this day I'm for quality. I'm a little bit slower moving, but I'm doing everything right. And if you, uh, I mean, I'm very guilty of this though. I find like work stress and then life stress and then maybe exercise stress and all gets, and then I, I feel like I'm juggling six you know, balls at the same time. And inevitably I'm going to drop 
probably more than one is the worst thing. Yeah. Um, usually if you have too much, it's not like one thing suffers. It's that you do a poor job at all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so being able to, to navigate physical, emotional stress, um, work stress, gym stress, your body just knows that it's stress. It, it doesn't really know the difference. That's a great point. So taking care of ourselves and finding that quiet time of, you know, periodically through the day and through the week um, is, is important. Yeah, I don't want people to miss that because sometimes like a walk, like a mile or two walk on the beach could be better than your intense workout. Big time. Uh, and then something we've, we've touched on this before and you kind of brought this up is like the cold plunge. Uh, it's a really unique way on how to kind of, I like, I love habit stacking. I nerd out about this. <laughs> so habit stack with a cold plunge, you are physically cooling yourself down. Like quite literally, but it is a cool down. Not very relaxing. Is it, it immediately <laughs> spikes you. So it's high stress initially, mm-hmm. but upon getting out, your stress kind of plummets and with the reheating of your body, you are actually clearing your opening blood vessels, increasing vascular flow. And so you are kind of gaining a recovery benefit with a stress management benefit um, and a cool down all in one. And we've talked about the hypertrophy things. Like you said, there's a lot of noise now. The pendulum swung so far over. Yeah, cold cold plunge got too cool. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It it got too cool. Um, and people kind of push back on it because they're like, you know, it, it's meant to dampen. It's meant to ca- cause a stress response to ultimately, ultimately lower your inflammation. Right. And muscles are built with inflammation. Yes. So if I'm going to do a cold plunge after a workout, that must mean my muscles are going to shrink. Um, and it does to some extent. But um, to your point of like clearing out the bad stuff, how much are your muscles benefiting from clearing out? everything else that it was, yeah. you know, I mean, broken down muscle. You're weighing and pros and cons. And I think that there's such a small number of people who are trying to physically grow bigger muscles. Keep in mind, listeners, this is a whole other podcast, like <laughs> muscle size and muscle strength. Not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Not even close. One is way more neurological look at Austin. and a stimulus. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, strongest guy in the gym. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the, the, uh, age old argument of like, are you all show or are you all go like bodybuilders? Mm. If, if you looked jacked, that meant you were super strong. Bodybuilders would be the strongest people in the world. Yeah. And they're not even close to the strongest athletes out there, you know? So I think that there's very few people that need to be worried about the damage of the hypertrophy and the cold plunge. So do you recommend it to the everyday, the, the average athlete in our gym, should they be doing cold plunge? I recommend a, cold a, plunge a, to every person. I, I really think cold exposure is, extremely beneficial on so many on a recovery level for athletes even Mm -hmm. the everyday gym goer it's beneficial to longevity and health because you're getting a high spike stress response with really no real damage to your body and then it brings you back down the emotional response that you get and the mood change i think it's huge as an athlete i utilize it both to in florida to bring my body temp down and i have noticed just sitting in it for X amount of time does not reduce, personally, does not reduce a lot of soreness for me. What I have found is like hot uh, cold plunge for like two minutes, hot tub for like four minutes, mm-hmm. cold plunge again. That contrast where you're getting your veins to, you know, dilate and constrict and yeah. push through, I do significantly notice a redu- reduction in DOMS and muscle soreness from that. Interesting. 
but it has to be contrasted. I can't, if I just sit in it, I get the emotional benefit. I feel happy and I feel good. Yeah. My body still feels wrecked. I don't feel (laughs) (laughs) If someone's never tried it, I I agree. Like it could be very beneficial and just try it once a week. Like you don't have to have the tub in your house and do it every morning at 5am. Like the go-getters of the world. They're like, yeah, every morning it's like, okay, like chill out but like if you did it for five minutes a week i think you could see the benefits they recommend accumulating 10 minutes a week i think that's kind of like the most recent thing that i've seen is like hey if you could do three times a week at three to four minutes yeah you're pretty solid of getting you do have to post it on instagram though or it's not effective doesn't count yeah (laughs) right (laughs) all right next i'm gonna go real low-hanging fruit on this one and we've i feel like every podcast this comes up but it's sleep man sleep's like yeah it's the most important thing to recovery yeah no doubt you have to you have to get seven nine hours. We don't have to go over this a long time, but like, it feels like I'm beating a dead horse. But it's it is, but it's like, um, you know, we have to get our members to do it because uh, we do have like early classes that are just jamming. Yes. Right, and then like, you know, they might have a late night nine ten p.m. <laughs> That's late for me. It could That's be so eleven. It could be twelve. But they're like they're like yeah I got here after midnight like uh, staying out till midnight and got five hours of sleep and came in for the workout and I'm like I don't I'm stay sorry I, yeah exactly that's what I truly want to say is yeah. like stay home like your seven eight hours of sleep was more beneficial than this workout Matt Fraser did a great um, video on YouTube like interview podcast I really wish I could remember who it was with and I'm gonna forget but he he talks about when he kind of started to his rise in CrossFit and he'd won, I think he'd won one games Mm -hmm. and he was like, you know, I'm going to work so hard. And someone, someone had told him, Matt, you're, everyone here works hard. You're not going to outwork people. Yeah. What to win, to win, you're going to have to find ways to beat them outside the gym. And the number one thing he talks about is sleep and stress management, basically automatizing his entire life. So he, all he had to think about was his training. Now he's an elite athlete and that's his priority, but right. the point is that you, you just, you can only do so much in the gym. It, the gym is an hour of your day. Let's even just say you're a real go-getter, it's two hours of your day. Mm-hmm. What are the other 22 hours of your day look like? And if right. it looks like trash, then the gym isn't gonna fix that. Yeah, and, the, and yeah, I said it on the other podcast, but like, this sleep is clearing out the waste. Yeah. It's like if you didn't take the trash out in your house, it's going to start stinking up your house. You got to take the trash out. You got to go to sleep every night and let your body clear out the crap that it wants to clear out. And then you're able to perform the next day. Yeah. I think about trash and like dishes. Just dishes <laughs> in the sink. Dishes Get the, the sink. dishes out of there. <laughs> All right. Next one. Number three here. Uh, no, number four. Uh, hydration. Big one in Florida. Yeah, huge in Florida. So I just have to drink more water, that's it? Uh, <laughs> well, when we sweat, we lose water and we lose our, uh, you know, salt, right? Yep. So getting salt back into your diet or salt back into your water with maybe an electrolyte supplement is huge. Um, Element, dude, I can't. Yeah. I, I wish this was sponsored by Element so I could really rabbit a whole heart on it, but there's no sugar. Mm-hmm. There's, there's about two to three times the amount of sodium in that that there are in its competitors. Yeah, um, there's a lot of them out there that are like, you really look at the uh, nutrition label and then you're like, am I just like, and granted, if your, uh, your supplement gets you to drink more water, it already accomplished a lot. Yep. Um, so if it got you to drink more water, that's great. 
but if it has the the true like minerals that we need in it like yeah, salt trace then, minerals, yep. then awesome yeah and element, element is a great product it's amazing another way to hydrate that i think is really underrated is eating your water so your body will process it a little slower hang on to it better if you're eating things that are uh water dense like cucumber mm-hmm. pineapple fruit in general is really great um i notice a big difference in that crazy fact of the day not to scare anybody i'm not a fear monger person but more people in marathons have died from overhydration than dehydration. People mm. drinking too much just water. Yeah. You dilute your blood and you lose minerals. It makes you less able to get a hold of those minerals and bad things can happen. Yeah, so that's especially why it's important to have salt with water so that you don't, uh, you know. Stop fearing salt. <laughs> exactly. Which brings us into number five, nutrition. Um, I don't want to just blanket nutrition though. You talked about this before the show. I really want to hone this in on keys to recovery, nutrition. Let's talk about timing. Yeah. So like in a, in a workout, you are depleting your glucose stores. Glucose basically is your sugar. Uh, so the sugar that's in your, in your cells, it's used to perform that workout. So when you go to recover from that workout, you got to replenish those stores of glucose as soon as you can. Um, and then having a mix of protein and carbs. Protein and carbs. So, so it's like, if you can have that, and I always, I, for me, like if I don't get it within that hour to an hour and a half, I feel a difference towards the, later in that day and especially the next day. Like that DOMS, that delayed onset muscle soreness, hits hard yeah. when I don't have, I remember like, when I, and this happens, I guess every time I do a 5K, oh. I, I stand around for three hours after the 5K and I don't eat a thing, and then the next day I can't walk. Man, when I do my when I do my runs, I have someone in my crew, and their job is only just to, to force feed me yeah. whenever I stop running. Like if I'm gonna stop, then you have to be eating or drinking, and it's like I'm not hungry. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. Job. Do you have a go-to favorite snack? Like when you're done working out, what is like your convenience protein carbs? So I do uh, protein shake. Nice. And so and it almost always has some kind of fruit or fruit juice. So I use orange juice a lot. Okay. And then I'll do like. Probably strawberries, lately mango, getting some free mangoes from the gym members, thank you. Yeah. Um, blueberries, so any kind of berries in it. So you do and, like a uh, smoothie, you're like yeah, blending it. Yeah, yep. yeah blend it up. Um, banana a lot of times, but it's probably got, like if you looked at the macros on it, the macronutrients, it's got probably about 30 to 35 grams of protein and about 50 to 60 grams of carbs. Yeah, it's a good rule of thumb, like general generalization about two to one carbs to protein um, is a really great place to be with that uh my favorite is i'm a big fan of coconut water and protein only because i don't always have a blender handy yep so i like to be as convenient as possible and for a little extra i'll throw an element in there as a recovery Mm -hmm. this is where i found value in the chocolate series of element (laughs) chocolate protein with coconut water with a chocolate element it's good that's (laughs) we've done it man we've figured it out i've had that too yeah and the chocolate element by itself it's no, like a little like, weird. That's kind of weird. But it's like you mix it with the chocolate protein, and then you got something. You it's just chocolate something. sea salt is what it tastes like. Yeah, that's it's good. Cool. That's your five keys for recovery. Thank you guys for dropping in with us. We'll catch you the next episode.